Hi, I'm Hamish, and this um, I just wanted to open this week's episode of the Line in the Sand podcast uh, by putting a shout out to embattled coach Ben Rutten. He's still got the full support of the board. He's still got the full support of um, myself and the Line in the Sand team. I'm sure he'll definitely be coaching at Essendon next year, and things are looking up from here. Uh, joining me as always is Amos. Uh, tough day for your boys uh, in the AFL men's as well. Um, How's everything going with the coaching stocks there? Sam Mitchell still the the chosen son, the golden boy. Are things still on track? Safe as houses, Hamish. Uh, he's had a stellar season. And um, you forgot to mention straight up that this is the Line in the Sand VFL podcast. Yes, yes, we will get to yeah. that. There will be a strong focus on the VFL in this podcast from now on. Absolutely. Because yeah. uh, our VFL teams are showing our AFL teams up. There's no doubt about that. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe... <laughs> Maybe it's all the top-ups and non-AFL listed players that are dominating. I'm not sure, but um, mm. anyway. Uh, yes, uh, a tough day at the office today against uh, the Tigers, who we like to ride off at every opportunity, but unfortunately they've proved strong, as have the Cats, and um, hasn't been a good first year of tipping for this podcast, let's be honest. No, no. <laughs> yeah, although I did win a fantasy football competition today. We had our um, grand final this weekend, and I came out on top there, so it was a little bit bittersweet this afternoon seeing um, the players that I had. It, it came down to the last game. I had a couple of poor Adelaide players in my team that performed reasonably well. So that got me across the line. And so were, you, um, were you nervous when young Marshall went off in the second quarter? I was freaking Down. out because he is my key full forward. I'm like, what's going on? Cause I was at the game. Is he injured? Is he actually coming back on? What's happening here? I was frantically texting people, but thankfully he came out after halftime and did enough for me that um, he exceeded his score expectations for me in that position. And that helped get me across the line. Oh, well, well, well played. It's mm. uh, always nice to chalk up a fantasy premiership, particularly when your team is, yeah, been shoot out all year. Yeah, yeah. As Essendon, we, we can both uh, attest to. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's, it's fair to say that Essendon hasn't um, hasn't met their expectations that I had for them at the start of the year. So at least there's some positive to come out of it. Yes, but yes, you're right. We're definitely focusing. Um, you know, my my key focus going forward is the um, VFL, which started slowly, but it is is actually coming home strong, and definitely um, the women's side after the VFL women's premiership and uh, a strong showing in our practice match yesterday. But we'll discuss that more a bit later. Um, we're recording this early this week because I'm jumping on a flight Monday morning, so um, not much to report um, coming out of the news. It might be be a quick one tonight. We'll just go through some of the. Um, games and our key thoughts from them, starting with Friday night, the Saints and the Lions. Um, are the Saints the great pretenders of 2022? Well, I think uh, certainly if I was a Saints fan, it'd be, look, I think if you went into the start of the season saying we're going to be challenging for a spot in the eight come to around 22 and 23 and say, yeah, we'll take that. Mm. Uh, but uh, given how they've turned their toes up the last sort of two months, yeah, uh, and not fired too many shots, you'd be like, fuck, it's a wasted opportunity. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, two or three more wins, they're sitting in the top four, and mm. um, everything's sweet. So, um, you know, uh, and Friday night was a uh, an example of that. Yeah. So they just uh, kicked themselves out of the game, and, yeah, I feel for Max King, we've all been there where we've missed clutch uh, shots mm. and, you know, rallies and whatever else in all of our sporting endeavours, but... Um, yeah, you just hope someone gets around him because uh, he'll know that uh, he's got to yeah. improve. But uh, 
for years, St Kilda have been a poor goal-kicking team, so hopefully this is a catalyst for them to uh, invest in it properly. Tell you what, though, um, it's a fair whack um, from the coach when, um, you know, Matthew Lloyd, 900 goals, has come out um, as mm. a former coach of Max King at Halebury and said, I'll help him, I'll help him for free. Yeah. Why the hell would you turn that down? Which he did. Uh, like, out of hand, it was like, nah, we've got people internally, we don't need any help and he won't be going to see anybody else. Yeah, it's it's a uh, to me it's just peak headedness. Mm. Like if he's like if it, Matthew Lloyd's just come out of the blue and they've had no relationship or no rapport previously or whatever, then you probably go, yeah, Lloydie, we've got it covered. But we might reach out later. But if there is that previous relationship there, which as you say, Halebury College, you know, they've worked together before. Um, and if Max is comfortable with it, why wouldn't you go and explore that? Mm. I mean, maybe not this week. Who cares? But uh, certainly over summer. Yeah. Yeah, and especially when you're not paying for it. Yeah. It's not like it's not like it's gonna come out of your soft cap or anything at all. This is just a couple of old mates catching up and um having, yeah, having a bit a, of practice. Having a kick down the park. So yeah. stop Lloydy masquerading as a uh you know, a local cricketer during the summer. Mm. So uh, but uh yeah, it, it's crazy. Yeah. Um anyway. Yeah, you know what was good to see out of the game though? Cam Rayner, um he's just come on leaps and bound this year and another four goal effort. It's um yeah. Great to see from a guy, you know, he, he's a he, 2017 pick. So, you know, fourth season in, missing a season with the um, massive uh, knee injury to be able to start stringing some games together like that now. You can see why he was a number one draft pick and um, what his potential is. Oh, absolutely. He evidently did a whole lot of work during that layoff with his knee, just on his fitness as well, because yeah. his body shape has almost completely changed from his first couple of seasons. He's now yeah. much leaner. Um, and he was a difference on Friday night. Yeah. He was he was the one who kicked straight. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, and the Saints were the ones who didn't. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's got a bit of X factor about him, doesn't he? He's in that stringer to go in mould as yeah. that type of player. Hasn't reached those heights yet, obviously, but uh, certainly in that mould of player. And, yeah. Um, yeah. As uh, people like McCarthy and, and these types get older at Brisbane, he's the one mm. to take that mantle. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, the well, actually the other big talking point out of this game, um, which kind of um, you know has been described as farcical, is the Brad Crouch hit. Um, <laughs> he was he was given a one match ban today, um, given that oh, I can't remember who he hit, but given there was no concussion, oh, no Darcy one came Gardner. off. Yeah, Gardner, yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, no one, he didn't come off. There was no concussion there. Um, it seemed more innocuous than the Crips one from um, a week ago where he got off to come out this week and he gets a ban. I think, um, I think we'll be seeing this one um, challenged as well. I don't think they're just going to accept this lying down given the precedent set a week ago. Yeah. Uh, if I'm St Kilda, I'm you know, going well, if we've got finals on the line, well, they can still make the finals. Mm, yeah. They I need, mean, they need, they need to win by 30 goals and yeah. a couple of other things to fall their way. So, but still. Um, so technically, the, the, maths, <laughs> the maths stands up. That's right. I mean, they're beating, got to play the stingiest team in the competition over the last 20 years to do it. So it's unlikely, but mm. uh, um, yeah, it was amazing. Like, so maybe now we're moving away from the outcome to the action. Yeah. I, I don't know, but hopefully that's where it gets to. Yeah. So, uh, look, um, it just seemed... but based on evidence of the season, they would have to challenge. Oh yeah. Given um, what happened in round one and what happened a week ago, you have to challenge and, um, but you know, you'd also th- feel hard done by if you don't get off, given you know, yeah. clearly, 
um, you know, you, he was still on the ground. It's not like he'd leapt up into the air um, no. in the same way. And, um, you know, at the same time, Gardner was sort of off balance. So it's not like he was aiming yeah. for his head. Um, no. Yeah. And after a bit of a fracas and whatever, Gardner got up and... Away you go. Exactly. Yeah. So hmm. anyway, yeah. interesting times with Michael Christian. Yeah, he 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 can have that. Um, it's not for me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I often wonder how I'd go in that, that sort of hot seat. Hmm. So yeah, I'm not sure I'd do very well. No, no, I, I, I'd, I'd be too frustrated when people were criticizing me. I'd be out in the media giving yeah. comments on it all the time. And I don't think they want someone in that role that um, be sharing that kind of commentary, I wouldn't have thought. Uh, you have to abandon ship here. We can't have that. <laughs> well, that too. We've got to keep the podcast going. Um, the uh, Saturday afternoon, the dogs got the job done. Um, five points. So it was a close one. Yeah. So I listened to part of this game in the car and watched a little bit at home. And, uh, in the first half, the commentators were flabbergasted, it's fair to say, by the tactics of, of both teams, mainly the Giants. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just a, a big game of Ring of Rosie and keepings off. Um, and uh, no team looked like they wanted to either give up the ball or go and score yeah. and try and win the game. Um, and things opened up in the in the second half. But uh, a lot of fattened statistic columns for not much output for a lot of players. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it was an oddly low-scoring game for a game at Marvel Stadium under the roof. You often don't see no. those sort of low-scoring games there. And um, given uh, the Armageddon that was unleashed in certain suburbs in Melbourne yeah. during the game in with hailstorms and whatnot, um, you could be forgiven for thinking it was being played at Waverley or somewhere. But yeah. uh, no, under the roof, full protection, and uh, a few players just uh, not willing to get injured, I think. Yeah, and um, but the Bulldogs did their best to lose it in the end. There, one six in the last quarter is not no, um not exactly no. um filling you with confidence from your forward line as you come towards um September action. No, uh, I mean they've got to play Hawthorne next week. That will be the biggest bruise-free game you've ever seen. I expect. I would have thought so. <laughs> and uh, I'm not sure that the dogs deserve to get there. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I look. I, I given that they're four points out now. I think. Um, and, you know, Essendon can't push Richmond out now, given how easily you, well, given that you let them win today, they're, um, they're six points clear of um, next in line. So Richmond's in, it's only potentially Carlton falling out. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and yeah, the, it's the Bulldogs that'll be next in. And I, I, I think based on the, their seasons, absolutely Carlton deserves to be there. So let's hope Carlton does, um, Collingwood does them a favor and does yeah. that, but it's unlikely that they're going to do that given that they're now in fifth spot and, um, you know, they're going to be fighting to try and get back into that top four as well. Correct. So all all bodes well for the AFL, knowing that they'll get to 85,000 at the G on Sunday afternoon. Yes, yes. Um, unfortunately, I, 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 look, well, not unfortunately, it's going to be a great week away for me. But if I was in Melbourne, I'd be going to that game on Sunday I, afternoon. I, Even I think, though I despise both those teams, <laughs> I think it'd be a fantastic game of it'd football. It'd be a cracking, cracking game. I'd be... Mm. Um, yeah, I'm not sure I can do much in the calendar to get there, to be honest. But, uh, <laughs> it'd be worth it. Yeah, it's research for the podcast. It's no, very it's important. True. It's yeah. true. Uh, Crows did what was expected of them, won by five goals against yeah, I think, North. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is a pretty good game. I saw most mm-hmm. of this. And um, North weren't disgraced by any means. Yeah. Uh, and I think it was just the fact they didn't have a bench in the last quarter um, that really stopped them from pushing the yeah. Crows to the to the end. So, um you know, uh, Ben Cunnington coming back from cancer was the main talking point, and mm-hmm. um, he's hoping. But it sounds like he's keen to keep going. If I haven't misread yeah. the cues, 
um, from the end of that game. Uh, you know, so um, I think in his paraphrasing his words, you know, you just realise how much you you love the game, despite yeah. all the difficulties that he's had, plus the difficulties that North Melbourne have had. Um, you know, when it's taken away from you, um, mm. you want it back. So um, fingers crossed uh, things go well from here for him. Uh, but it was a really good game of footy, to be honest. So, um, and if North yeah, had, a, had a bench in the last quarter, they may well have pitched. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, it's, um, you're right. They were just out on their feet, given how close it was at three-quarter time. But, um, I mean, look, it wasn't an unexpected result, but they were in the game there. And like you said, Cunnington, um, you know, when you come back the way he did after so long and have a relatively quality 17 possessions, um, you know, it wasn't his best game, but it also he wasn't disgraced himself. He was in the game all day and um, and certainly um, making his case for being that experienced guy that that list needs going forward. Um, you know, let, let's face it, he's not going to win a premiership anytime soon with them, but if he's happy to stay and happy to keep playing there and bring along the next generation behind him, I think um, good luck to him. And I hope they can seriously consider it because he's still got the skill there clearly based on what happened. Oh, absolutely. And I think if, um, assuming it's uh, Alistair Clarkson announcing this week that that's where he'll go, um, why wouldn't you keep him on? <coughs> excuse me, in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that's um, that transition, um, transitionary role from player to coach as well. And just give him, you know, that long-term structure and stability and keep him around the club. Yep. Totally agree. Uh, Cats did it easy. Did the job, didn't they? I thought the Gold Coast might be a sneaky chance in this one, but uh, like we see in, in our two games, uh, a yeah. team that's not making the finals versus a team tuning up for finals. Uh, the team who was tuning up for finals just yeah. uh, did what they had to do and won easy. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, look, it, they, they did. Um, I was seriously impressed by um, Stengel's game. I thought um, he was probably best, close to best on ground for me. Um but, you know, Cameron's kicked another three. Um, I was listening to someone on the radio. I can't remember which station it was, um, suggesting um, Cameron is a sneaky for the Brownlow. And if you think about it, he's had a massive season. But the problem is there's so many players at the Cats that are, I reckon would <laughs> be stealing votes off him. So I, don't, I I didn't put too much credence in it other than, yeah, it is a recognition. Mm. So people are talking about it's a recognition of how good his season has actually been. Yeah, I think you're right. But yeah. uh, I think people stealing votes won't be the people that we expect either. It won't be traditional Selwoods and Dangerfields and these types because yeah. we know they've been injured or you know whatever. But um, yeah, Geelong have been pretty, probably the most even team across the competition the yeah. whole year. And mm. um, you know people like Blitzarves and these types have had massive years. So yeah, uh, deserve it. Uh, Peter McClellan Trophy winners yeah. uh, and Premiership favourites, all of all. Yeah, and look, they were just dominant all day. Like, right from the outset, they were five goals up at quarter time and just kept going and um, steamrolled over the top of them. Uh, it's good to see Rankin, uh, future Essendon forward, still playing um, well, though. So um, I, I'd like to see that. It's good to see that he's still um, tuning up and turning it over and making his pitch to come back to um, Melbourne and live out near the hangar next year. Well, to me, that's just uh, one step closer to jumping on a plane to Adelaide. So, you know, it's uh, not bad living out there. Mm. Five-minute drive to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, look, um, I, I don't think he's coming to Western. And I think um, I think that's um, may have scuppered the Heppel deal as well because um, they weren't particularly happy with Western making a play for um, Rankin, apparently. But um, 
Mm. Be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, look, it, it's uh, if you haven't signed him, then he's open slather. So mm. it's up to you to get the deal done. Exactly. That, that's and this that's the nature of football now. It doesn't matter if that you're in season anymore. No one has to wait till the end of the season. They'll start having those conversations straight yeah, away. That's it. So the uh, under sixteen championships on the Gold Coast apparently are always the, um, shall we say, the unofficial speed dating grounds where all the club <laughs> recruiting teams are up there watching. Uh, mm-hmm. and start talking about the present day as well as the future. Yes. Uh, the Demons are back in the winning books, um, putting Carlton one step closer to <laughs> um, missing out on the finals after their massive start to the season. Yeah, in the complete uh, opposite to the Doggies-Giants game, this was a low-scoring first half, but completely absorbing mm. because both teams are having a fair different crack at it yeah. uh, and playing really well uh, and then uh, yeah Melbourne just pitched it in the last five seconds yeah as good teams do yeah I, I hope Melksham had a few words for Stephen May about how if I wasn't here you wouldn't <laughs> yeah. have been making the final <laughs> yeah, but, yeah I, I totally agree um, and uh, you know uh, he's someone made a comment today I read somewhere you know he's or maybe it was just a, a punter commenting on a, uh, on a on a post that's uh yeah, he looks like he's uh, playing with a point to prove. Mm. Um, and, you know, he's in their best 22 on form going into the finals for sure. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that was a cracking game of football. Um, and uh, uh, secretly, I was just hoping for a draw. I think yeah. it would have been a fitting result. But, mm. um, you know, there's always heartbreak in those kind of games. So, unfortunately, yeah. it was Carlton's turn. Yeah, I thought um, Doherty was good. I, I liked seeing him play in the midfield. I think that's a good role for him. And, uh, um, you know, I think we'll see some more of that going forward potentially. But, um, you know, they've got a few coming back next week uh, that um, should bolster up their list a bit. And um, I do wonder whether that'll be enough to um, get them across the line against Collingwood. And, you know, Collingwood do have to lose eventually. Yes. So, um, I, I mean, mean eventually, again, they lost um, this. Yeah. But, you know, they have to, like, they can't, like, they could um they, they, they're not necessarily going to just bounce back straight away. I think that given that they had the loss up at the SCG, it might be enough to um, get them, uh, you know, get, yeah. their, their wheels are falling off and that might be enough to get um, Carlton across the line next week as well. Maybe. Um, I've been wondering, you know, will that, is that the loss that starts the rot for Collingwood? I've yeah. been wondering that for two months. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we shall wait and see. It's going to be massive Saturday, Sunday afternoon. So. Yeah. Part of me is thankful that uh, the Hawthorne game is uh, in Tassie, so I can't go to it, and therefore I can watch that and then watch Carlton Collingwood yeah. straight after. So, <laughs> yes. Uh, who we got next? The um, Derby over in WA. The Dockers got the job done, but yes. like you said, it was in the wet. And um, yeah, so look, maybe they can play in the wet, or maybe it was just the fact that their opposition was that inferior or has been that inferior. This um, uh, it was a pretty yeah. hard fought game. I watched. Mm. Yeah, interspersed with the Melbourne Carlton game, a fair yeah. bit of it. It was uh, reminiscent of, I think, the game back in 2000 when Dale Kickett went bananas and Michael yeah. Gardner was throwing haymakers. Pavlich was trying to think he could fight and these sort of things. Um, mm. There was a fair few blues early on and, and some real niggle uh, going yeah. on between the two teams, which, um, you know, I think uh, uh, there'll be a bit to say about out of that if it hasn't come out from the AFL tomorrow, uh, today, yeah. certainly tomorrow, in terms of malaise or whatever. Um, but uh, and interesting it was players who normally you don't see getting involved in that kind of stuff. 
going for it. So, um, but yeah, pretty decent game of footy in pretty poor conditions. Uh, but Fremantle just too good. And West Coast uh, clearly looking for the end of next week. Yeah. Um, in a recent announcement of his um, that he's retiring. David Mundy's still <laughs> close to best on ground. And, um, you know, oh, he, I, he, yeah, go on. I say, I think he's. I think it was in his. Um, you know, when he was talking after announcing his retirement, he he said he only wanted those six more wins, and um, mm. they, they've got two of the six. It's um not that many to go, and they've secured their home final already as well. So um, yeah, yeah, they could go deep. They could. They can afford to lose next week because they're not going anywhere on the ladder. So yeah. um, uh, and you know what? To be honest, he uh, his skill. Uh, especially by foot, was uh, a shining light in tough conditions last night. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, the obvious questions coming out of the conversation is about why is he retiring and all that jazz, but um, no, he, he was uh, a, step, a step above a lot of the players on the field. Mm-hmm. And scarily, Fife to come back in. Um, yeah, is he in their to... best 22? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true, but um, you know what? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd have him in, in my team if we were yeah. knocking on the door of finals, that's for sure. So it just takes a play, you know, he's a player that the opposition have to watch. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and before we get to <coughs> our teams, uh, the Swans got the job done against the Pies. I must admit, I've not seen anything of this game or know any of this game, given that, um, that uh, it was on at the same time as I was driving into the ground and uh, um, yeah. wasn't really uh, paying much attention. We heard a bit of this game coming home and saw a bit of it uh, when we got back home. Um, and while not tuning into the, uh, macabrely tuning into the massacre at Marvel mm-hmm. Stadium. Um, and Sydney just looked too strong mm-hmm. um, across the board, really. Yeah. Uh, it was a pretty, I wouldn't say easy six-goal win, but um, Collingwood didn't really look like they were going to threaten, if you know what I mean. So. Yeah. Um, partly could be possibly because it was at the SCG. Uh, second biggest home and away crowd at the SCG ever, I think. F- nearly 45,000 people, yeah. so that's pretty impressive. It shows that the Pies still, as much as everyone hates to admit it, are a big yeah. draw card. So, um, yeah, uh, and Sydney just mm-hmm. got the job done and now sit second on the ladder. Could it have just been Dugowie being out? Was that enough to um, no Dugowie, no Pies? Is that, Maybe. is that where we're at? Maybe, but... Uh, yeah, as we said, we we all thought the bubble had to burst at some point, yeah. and today was going to be. If like if Collingwood won today, I'll be put my hand up and say, you know what, they are a chance to go all the way. Yeah. Um, but uh, now I'm having to go look at it and go, shit, Sydney can actually do a fair bit of damage as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I look, they. I mean, they can still get back into the um, top four. Well, I mean, it depends on how Brisbane and um, Melbourne go next week, but Collingwood could still get back into the top four and. Uh, um, get that sorted out. It's just a case mm. of, um, um, you know, whether the Carlton players coming back next week are enough to get them across the line or what happens there. It'll be interesting to see. And it'll be interesting to see how serious Dugowie's, um injury is and whether that's yeah. going to keep him out next week as well or whether mm. it's just um, mm. enough of a niggle that, you know, they said, well, we shouldn't do it today, but we'll um, mm. get him back in next week. Yeah, and Ginevan's out too for a couple of weeks with a hamstring. So, um yeah. He may miss the first final, depending yeah. on how bad it is, despite the, the break. Um, so, uh, you know, see how much uh, of an X factor he is. Uh, I mean, he's a good player, don't get me wrong. Uh, but you think the Pies might be able to cover him with Henry or someone coming back. Yeah. But, um, 
how much does that upset the balance? That's the key. So I see um, Franklin's um, just um, stamping his case and reminding Brisbane how much he's worth before he signs <laughs> that contract before the end of the year. Uh, yes. Well, and why wouldn't you, you know, um, just added that extra zero on it. I'll be there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or, or extra zero or an extra year or um, some well, sort yeah, of performance clause. Yeah. Because yeah, you and I are all about the cash, right? So mm. clearly he has to be as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, tell me about the Hawks weekend. It was a mixed bag this weekend. Uh, you know, we uh, started off with a premiership in the in the netball. Uh, the the Hawks uh, knocked off uh, Geelong in the VNL Division One netball grand final by five goals. So uh, massive effort from the girls there. So um, that was a great start to the weekend. Um, and uh, the Box Hill boys uh, took on Geelong at Box Hill City Oval yesterday and, and came out uh, seven goal winners. Uh, so that has uh, Box Hill knocking on the door of, of the finals uh, in the VFL. And um, to be honest, it was a, a pretty good result um, against the Cats. Uh, Hawthorne um, dominated across the board all day and were never really headed, to be honest. Um, and, uh, you know, had... Uh, Plus 13 for inside 50s, plus 25 marks, uh, plus 16 for total disposals, plus 7 for contested disposals, plus 8 in tackles. Um, so when you're leading tackles and possessions, that shows that you've had a pretty pretty big game. Um, so uh, best of field uh, is with Cal Porter with 26 touches, uh, three tackles, uh, four center clearances with and 10 total clearances, um, and Box Hill. Uh, really did did the job on the cats uh, in tough conditions out at out at Box Hill. Fergus Green, I uh, think his fiftieth game, I think kicked five goals, um, and the Hawks had a total of ten individual goal kickers. Um, so very good result for the boys there. Uh, I'm just looking down to the best players because there's one I want to mention, Jack Saunders, who's had a very good year at Box Hill, um, and. Uh, running beautifully from uh, half back to half forward, 24 touches, 11 marks um, in tough conditions. So um, pretty good game there from him. Um, wondering if he'll uh, get a debut next week to round out Hawthorne's season. Um, and then uh, also kicked a goal with five inside 50s. So um, a really, really good win there for the guys. Uh, Dan Howell, Hawthorne's Dan Howell, um, you know, finished with 25 touches and six marks. Um, excuse me. So the guys uh, had a great result. Um, interestingly, only three goals was the margin at half time, um, and then uh, Hawthorne ran away to a forty-three point win. As I said, so um, that leaves uh, Hawthorne playing Sydney next Saturday afternoon um, at Box Hill, twelve thirty, and. Um, interesting to see if they can lock up a finals place with a win there. So really good day for the Box Hill boys. Um, and then we move to today, uh, where it was exciting times at the MCG because it was a double header. Uh, Richmond and Hawthorne's AFLW teams played a practice match as a curtain raiser to the men's game. Uh, and the Richmond girls won by 44 points. And I think it was a good uh, learning curve for the Hawthorne girls about exactly the level you're going to have to get to um, to be competitive in the AFLW. So um, early kickoff, three goals to nothing in the first quarter. 
uh, from the Tigers. Uh, and then both teams fought out uh, pretty close second and third quarters, kicking a goal each in those quarters. And then the Tigers bang on another three or four in the last to run out 44-point winners. Uh, looking at the way Hawthorne have built their list, I'm not. I'm wondering whether uh, it's going to be the way forward and they followed a bit of the GWS mould by some quality young kids uh, surrounded by some of those older, talented bodies to um, maybe not have them winning or dominating this season, uh, potentially, but uh, certainly uh, two or three is down the track being a powerhouse. So I'm wondering if that's the model uh, or whether I'm selling some of these young girls short um, and they just got uh, um, blown away by a more experienced team today. I'm not sure, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. What I can tell you, though, is that the, uh, the senior men's teams, um, Richmond, blew away Hawthorne in a very polished performance uh, in the one ten game on Sunday. Um, I thought uh, when we got there, George and I, uh, Hawthorne in the first five minutes, our backline youngsters, James Blank and Emerson Jecker, um, did all right. They both had two or three touches early, a couple of intercept marks each. Jack Scrimshaw the same. And then uh, from there on, it was the uh, Tom Lynch show. Uh, he took a big contested mark in the goal square and, and dobbed it. Uh, and a couple of others in the first quarter, particularly one from on the boundary on 50. Uh, the Tigers were never headed. Um, I think uh, Hawthorne leveled the scores at, at one goal apiece, thanks to um, uh, Kaczynski uh, and a nice little dribbler along the ground. Uh, and then Richmond uh, pretty much ran away with it. Uh, second quarter was reasonably okay, although Richmond um, built more of a lead and they're out by about five goals at half time. And the third quarter was where it all went wrong for Hawthorne. Uh, Richmond kicked uh, nine goals to four Bullions. And uh, Tom Lynch seemed to kick all of them, although it was mm-hmm. only three or four. <laughs> and he had eight goals up at three quarter time um, in a masterclass uh, and just showed, probably gave a great lesson to. Uh, Denver Granger Barras of these types, uh, young Hawthorne key backs about uh, what you're going to have to face and get to in terms of uh, your careers of being good, strong AFL key defenders. And if I'm Denver Granger Barras, you know, I'm all for, uh, you know, niggling as a defender and you know, annoying your opponent and things like that. But when Tom Lynch has just manhandled you three times in a row and kicked three goals in the space of about 10 minutes, I probably wouldn't be chatting to him. And I probably wouldn't be niggling him in the goal square because you know what's going to happen next. Can you guess? <laughs> Richmond, centre clearance, long kick down to the goal square. Clutch Tom, mark. Tom yep. Lynch ragdolls him, <laughs> takes the mark and kicks the goal. And, uh, you know, I'm just like, well, the guys just kicked eight. How about we just... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Richmond were out by 70-odd points at three-quarter time. I think it was uh, around the game. Uh, convincing winners by 61 points. Hawthorne got a few... Um, did well to keep the Tigers to one goal I think it was in the last quarter but obviously the game was done and dusted by then so mm. um, yeah disappointing loss Sam Mitchell's come out and said we've taken a step backwards today um, but the game even early on smacked to uh, one team tuning up the finals as I said about the Cats game earlier and another team whose season is over and uh, looking to the end so um, you know the likes of Gunston and Bruce still chipped in with their couple of goals uh, it was great to see Jai Sarong one of our picks from last year's draft kick, his first goal in AFL footy uh, today. Um, and he's going to be one to watch in the future. I really like the way he goes about it. Um, so, ne- you know, next year's forward line of Lewis, Kaczynski, Sarong, uh, padded out with a couple of small smalls, such as um, 
uh, Brockman and these types who haven't played much this year due to injury and hopefully the smarts and experience of Bruce and Gunston to keep things on track um, will be interesting to watch, um, but there'll be definite transition over the next summer uh, with those boys. Um, but no, Richmond uh, handed it to us today and gave us a real lesson. So hopefully they, the boys um, get up for the Bulldogs game next week in Tassie and uh, finish season strongly. And that is the Hawthorne Report. Excellent. Um, well, some excellent, some not so excellent, but um, a real mixed bag. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, same for the, uh, same for the Bombers, I must say. But um, firstly, some positive news for both of our clubs. Yes, this is excellent news. Hashtag Move It to Marvel has been a success. Um, I, I think we should claim credit for it. Um, clearly, you know, we clearly started it, and we clearly got it going. Um, and the groundswell of support um, <laughs> has got it done. But uh, yeah. no, the um, they sold out all, well, all but 300 of the tickets were sold out to um, before they had even gone on public sale. So this is all Essendon yeah. members, um, you know, because it was yeah. an Essendon home game. This is all Essendon yeah. members pre-registering to get tickets. There were 300 yeah. left. It went on sale. They sold out very quickly and, um you know, the AFL's never been one to um, miss out the opportunity of a cash cow. So um, they've very quickly um, decided to move it to um, Marvel, which was empty on that um, Saturday evening. So 27th yeah. of April, 7, 10 p.m. Um, Marvel Stadium. Marvel Stadium. We so, uh, we will be there and yes. um, I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, tickets uh, for those go on sale tomorrow at midday. Yes. Uh, uh, current ticket holders can just use their existing tickets. Yeah. So yeah, it's so, all, it's all going to be um general well, other than obviously um, yeah. your medallion club and whatnot. It's going to be yeah. general admin otherwise. Um. Mm. So yeah. So there's no need for anyone that's got a ticket to um. I did make sure to check that. Um. Given that I'm getting on a plane at 10 a.m. and I needed to know if I needed to instruct others, but no, our tickets are still current and we will be um heading off to Marvel Marvel instead of a bit further down the road to ETU Stadium. Um. <laughs> It's good uh, to a, see, and hopefully they get um, hopefully they get thirty thousand plus there. I reckon that would yeah. be great to see. Oh, absolutely amazing, and that would be the biggest uh, crowd for women's AFLW football, um, eclipsing the Carlton Collingwood opener from a few years ago, which was amazing in itself. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, who would have thought two startup clubs uh, with no history or anything in this competition, no rivalry at all, would mm. uh, you know get this over the line? So. And, you know, two privileged white males that we are clearly the uh, catalyst in. <laughs> Absolutely. Definitely, yeah. definitely us. Not not anything to do with the fact that yeah. people actually want to watch the sport, no. Correct, correct. So mm. uh, we have a career in influencing, no doubt. Yeah, exactly. Um, sticking with the um, women for a little bit longer, we um, our team, the Bombers, had a practice match yesterday out at the hangar, and um, it was a um, good win to the Bombers. The final score eight eight fifty six to five six thirty six. Uh, I I couldn't get out there yesterday, unfortunately, with family things on. But um, it's um, yeah, they yeah, it was just a good game by the Bombers and some of the stars that came through. It was good to see some of the stars that came through the VFLW throughout the season um, were getting the job done, but also some of the um, recruits. Uh, um, body too good, uh, Maddie Presipakis, and um, we're out sh- showing their experience as well and getting the job done. So um, solid effort, uh, twenty point win, and um, strong signs coming into the season that um, we're looking forward to. Yeah, it's it's really exciting and uh, hard to believe it's only two weeks away before uh, bounce down. 
uh, on some more positive news before we um, get to depressed or too depressed. Um, the VFL team uh, did have a win this afternoon at Windy Hill. Now, I couldn't get out there because I was um, preparing to go into um, this afternoon's game. And unfortunately, when you have a six-year-old, preparation for that takes a bit longer than it normally would. So you can't just wander down the road from Windy Hill to Essendon Station and jump on a train anymore as much as um, that would have been what I would have done a few years ago. But um, and uh, so the, the the details are light on in terms of actual match report, but um, having a look at the statistics and I will um, try and watch some of the footage as I find it. It looks like it was a great game for Braden Ham, um, pressing his case for um, a recall up to the top side next year. Um, Twenty-seven disposals. Uh, another great game from Jai Menzi, who uh, did make his AFL debut last week, 20 disposals, and he kicked a um, kicked a couple of goals. Uh, Aaron Francis, uh, Zach Reed, um, both AFL-listed players, had um, strong games with um, 18 and 17 um, possessions each. Uh, what else can we make from these stats? Andrew Phillips... Um, uh, pushed back into the VFL side this week to give um, Nick Nick Bryan a, um, a run in the top side, um, 46 hit outs. So um, he's obviously reminding, after re-signing his contract, he's reminding people he's still there and um, making his case to be back in the top side for next season. Uh, the I, I hope they give some of these players a run around next week in the um, in the top side, given that the season is over, just to give them a chance. Uh, one thing... Um, there is some news that he does seem to be coming out this afternoon is that um, after another game unscathed and 14 possessions, um, it looks like Hurley might be given his chance to play against Richmond next week um, with obvious suggestions that that's perhaps a farewell game, but um, that could make some awkward conversations post-season given my understanding is he actually wants to continue on and try and play into next season. But, um, you know, yes, he's coming back from serious injury and yes, there's potential, but this, we're talking about a guy that's over 30 uh, coming back from serious illness. And you'd have to question whether they'd be putting him in the best 22 and um, whether he's part of the plans going forward for, um, for, you know, making a tilt at a premiership or finding that premiership window, um, whether, and you know that, that that's debatable whether Essendon's even close to that anymore, given um, how they played today. But um, so that I think that could create some awkward conversations there. I, um, I think, given Essendon's dearth of key defenders, mm-hmm. and unless you land someone over the trading period, yeah. um, I would be thinking that you'd keep him to help take a bit of pressure off the developing key defenders. I, and was, yeah, give no, them that, a chop out. You yeah, know? I think. Um, well, whether it, I'd question whether he's in the best 22. If you could convince him to stay on very low money, absolutely, I agree. You keep him on the list, even if he's playing VFL yeah. every week, just because his experience, um, you're almost getting him there in a coaching role because his experience yeah. is yeah. enough to um, help yeah. get you across the line. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, assuming he gets fit over summer and blah, blah, blah. Hmm. You know, if I look at, say, Richmond, who had a pretty good look at today, you'd rather him playing on Tom Lynch who monstered everybody around him yeah. than mm. throwing, you know, Zerk Thratcher, who's probably going to get the job next week to the yep. Wolves pretty mm. much. Um, and who, you know, Lynch could kick another bag next week quite easily. 
Ah, well, yeah. maybe that's why they're giving him his, his farewell game <laughs> is because they want someone that's got a bit more. And, he, you know, he's starting to get some of that bulk back that he had. So, yeah, yeah. but also not necessarily just having the bulk. It's knowing how to use it better because you've been doing Correct. it for so long. Yeah, exactly. So, well, I hope he, part of me hopes that he doesn't just get a farewell game next week and then he mm. plays on next year to round out a pretty solid career the proper yeah. way. Uh, a farewell game next week. Yeah. And let's face it, a game you're probably going to lose just doesn't seem to yeah. sit right, if you know what I mean. Mm. But equally, you know, there's no one over bigger than a club, so you've got yeah. to go down that path too. So. And then we get to the main game. We'll, when, when I say the main game, that is until we've completely changed the focus of the podcast um, by agreement this evening. Um, <laughs> but the AFL men's side, the Essendon AFL men's team, and, um, you know, my parents always said, if you can't say anything nice about anyone, don't say it at all. Um, I could talk for hours about how woefully bad this was, how insipid it was, um, how embarrassing it was um, in many ways. Um, was it your voice I heard on the TV yelling out to the players from the crowd because there was no one there and you could clearly hear some of the thoughts <laughs> coming through the mic? Oh, there, there were there were a lot of, you know, um, you know I'm a high mark member. So obviously I, I sit surrounded by a lot of um, Essendon fans. Um, now the reserve seating is not your same traditional members area like it is at the MCG. So you do get the occasional... Um, opposition fans sometimes if they want to pay a premium for a seat, but you know, it is mostly Essendon fans around us. And um, yes, it's, it's fair to say that um, those of us that were regulars were disgusted. Um, yeah. More people than I've ever seen leave early left some as early as three quarter time. And you don't often see that. And frankly, given that um, they allowed another nine goals in the last quarter, I'm not surprised that plenty of people left at three quarter time. Um, John, Jonathan Brown on the commentary did call it a wise decision by those supporters, yeah. which just goes to show that even the commentators didn't really want to be there. So that like, I, I, I can't really think of a positive out of the game. Um, you know, they, they were in it a quarter time. So they start, they both started reasonably well. Yes. Essendon was, um, uh, I think it was eight points down. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, three, four to five. So they had more scoring shots. They just um couldn't kick straight. But then a seven goal to nothing second term, uh, followed by, you know, still beaten in the third term, three goals to two, and then nine goals to three in the last quarter. It was just woeful. Yeah, it's a tough day at the office. Yeah. So. Uh... Like and you know normally in some of these other losses I've been able to um, point to some players that um, played out of their skin and things like that. Like, but you know the best players on the ground today were um, players that we've mentioned previously. Shield and Parish tried hard. They both got a lot of possessions. They both worked hard through the midfield. And um, but the I think I I don't understand. I do, but don't understand some of the decisions. I get that you know it's the end of the season and you got to try things for next year and work out where you're going to go. But um. Peter Wright, um, he's kicked 50 goals this season. He's been great, but he's always been better when there's been another tall forward around him. And he just didn't have that support today um, because, you know, um, Jones didn't play and um, um, Cox, well, Cox wasn't there. They, 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 they just didn't have anyone around him. Yeah. Um, and even Phillips, you know, like Nick Bryan's been great as a ruckman in the VFL because he's tall and he's athletic and um, he's playing against a lower level of um, 
player, but put him against the bigger body. Like he's a guy in his early twenties, put him against the bigger bodies of the AFL. He's not quite there yet. Um, and I can understand why you want to give him another run, but um, it, it's, it just wasn't there today. And that, and Stringer's also a better player when he's not trying to play as that second tool, which I think he was trying to play as today because there was no one else down there. Like he, um, he, um, he should be paying more that to goy type role where he's up for, up the ground further and running through the midfield and bringing it into 50 uh, and kicking the occasional goal, not trying to be down there yeah. as the forward. Uh, it's just, um, I don't understand the decision-making process. I don't understand um, the lack of effort. Um, yes, I understand that it's bruise-free football. You're not going to make the finals, but like, I don't know. I, I guess I'd just be embarrassed to be out there and putting on that little effort in the way that it seemed that they were doing today. It, it's it's not so much um, an issue if you're outclassed, but you look like you're trying. They just didn't look like they were trying. There was no defensive pressure. There were um, so many goals from turnovers. It was just embarrassing. Yeah, watching on the TV, uh, the second half particularly, there was, uh, as you say, no defensive pressure whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Port Adelaide players are walking through tackles. Travis Boak was running away from people for God's sakes. Mm. Um, yeah, great player. Oh yeah, years, when, when not that the quickest. first goal, I'm like, what? <laughs> hey, what? Travis? That, yeah. I'm sure that that couldn't be Travis Boak. What are you talking about? No, but it was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and uh, you know, I can sympathise with you when you're talking about players and decision making. I mean, when James Sicily starts in the centre bounce, mm. you know that it's going to be a long day at the office. Yeah. Um, and so it proved for Hawthorne in a similar vein because. Um, if you've got players playing out of position, whether that's to try things or just because of lack of personnel, mm. uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, it's it's a long day at the office and mm. not one that you want to take your kids to, to be fair. <laughs> oh, look, um, you know, we, when Angus asked for the phone, we um we were very quick to give it to him <laughs> because I wasn't going to try and convince him to keep watching that. Oh, no. no. And George was the same at our game. He's, he's rummaging in the bag looking for some food or something. He's got oh, iPad. Okay, beautiful. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're at that stage. Yeah. So, um, yeah, tough day at the office for both of us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, uh, it, it's, it's much more exciting when you get to wave the flag and cheer on and clap after a goal. But when it's always the other goals, it's like, um, what, what did he say? Um. At one stage, it was like, Dad, they're nearly 100 and we're only 23. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah. Yeah, I, I George uh, complained in the third quarter uh, that he was bored. I said, mate, you've just got to appreciate that we've got a full forward who's going to go and kick 12 or 13 goals today and you don't see this very often mm-hmm. as Tom Lynch kicked his eighth. Yeah, yeah, Tom Lynch didn't kick any more goals after that. Yeah. So even da- even I failed. If I- <laughs> you were trying to give, give him something to look forward to and you failed <laughs> with that too. Yeah. Correct. So anyway, such is life. Mm. Uh, a long day and a long year. Yeah. So, uh, but it all comes to an end. When are you guys playing next week? On Saturday night. So um, I will be back from my hike. I'll be sitting in the uh, hotel. Um, we'll probably be sitting down for dinner, but I'm hoping that um, they pick a hotel that has a TV on in the background. So yeah. um, at least I can pay a little bit of attention and um, and be interested if the game does go well, but given how they played today and my expectations, I may be um, better off just ignoring it and celebrating the end of a um, week of hiking and um, <laughs> forgetting about the football next week. Well, you might be, well, hopefully I've got seven and Fox because given you'll be in uh, Alice Springs, even if it was the Channel 7 game, they're probably going to put the showdown on. So yeah, um, you may be out of luck. However, it may not be bad luck. If you know no, what I mean. Exactly. 
Mm. So, all right. So, oh, well, come uh, 3.45 Sunday afternoon, it will be all over for both mm. Exactly. Yeah. So, yes. Speaking but of, next look, week, what yes. do you think about next week? I, you know, it's in some ways, you know, I'm not sad that I'm going away, but in some ways I'm sad that I am missing some of these football games because there's going to yeah. be some massive um, oh, impacts on the season um, next week. And um, they've certainly, um, you know, it's ended up better than they could have hoped in some ways. Um, some of these finals, especially um, 3.20 Sunday after. Actually, yeah. Yeah, three twenty Sunday afternoon at the MCG. That's going to be a massive game of football oh, there. But, um, Absolutely. Yeah. So, I think looking at there's one, two, three. Uh, only three games that will have no impact on the finals, and that includes Geelong versus West Coast because mm. Geelong can't move out of first. And yeah, so cracking weekend of footy next weekend. Mm, do we dare put together some tips now or do we just not worry about it given that um, we're so far out and we're not quite sure of any of the injuries to come out of it or anything? Oh, I think we should just gaze a little bit and say, who do we... Yeah, go on. Mm. Let's be bold. Let's be bold. Brisbane and um, Melbourne. Ooh, I'm tipping the demons. Brisbane weren't overly impressive on Friday night. Yeah. Uh, and if it wasn't for Cam Rayner and Sekilda's lack of goal kicking, um, they probably would have lost. So I'm going demons. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, Giants and Dockers up at Monaco. Uh, you have to say the Dockers. Long trip from Perth to Canberra, but uh, maybe they'll get the Polly's Express. I don't know, but uh, still got to go to the Dockers. I'm just looking up the Canberra weather forecast for the next seven <laughs> days. To um... fair call, yeah. No, but you know, given that they won in the wet, maybe they've got that um, moz over them. No, eleven and um, sunny next Saturday in um, Canberra. So yeah, no, I'm going to stick with the um, the Dockers too. Uh, yeah. Uh, Suns and North Melbourne. I reckon North Melbourne could win one to end the season. The Suns have been pretty woeful, and I reckon they put the queue in the rack. I'm going to I'm going to give North Melbourne a chance. I'm with you. I'll be ta- I'll be uh, tipping them next week. Mm. Yeah, I don't give the Eagles a chance at GMHBA, though. Zero chance. I think yeah. the biggest uh, question will be how many changes did Geelong make this week, if any? Yeah, mm, yeah if they um, ice anyone just in case. Oh, I'd love it if they came out and made 10 changes to make a mockery of the AFL's attempt to stop that by putting a bye week in. Yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. The um, Bombers, I don't think the Bombers have a chance to get to Richmond. I think Richmond are just too good. I think Tom Lynch might beat the Bombers next week. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's all they need. Um, Port Adelaide. Um, oh, look, they were impressive today. I don't know that they were that impressive, but I still think they'll get the job done against the Crows in the um, SA Derby next weekend. Yeah. Listening to Finn Lason, who was interviewed after the game, just sounds like they had the right attitude to come out mm-hmm. and, you know, let's really finish strong this year, even though we can't do anything. And, yeah. Um, see what that brings for next year um adelaide got a bit of a streak going it'll be a pretty good game i think um i don't think uh it'll be as intense as most showdowns but um i still think uh, i think the crows might catch can your boys keep the bulldogs out of the finals oh, bloody well I hope so i'll be tipping uh the bulldogs. <laughs> Oh, down in Tasmania. Who knows? Who knows? Oh, I just don't. Um, we might take Box Hill down in Tassie. And, yeah, yeah. Bit of so. bit of experience for some of the younger guys just to give yeah. them that chance. 
James like, Sisley will start in the ruck this week instead of <laughs> centre bounce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's hard. West Coast uh, Bulldogs were not impressive on Saturday, but lucky Hawthorne were pumped today and mm-hmm. have put a fair few players on ice uh, already. So um, yeah, if you're as yeah, like, Hawthorne logically go well with Tassie, you tip him down there, but nothing yeah. to play for. Uh, Bulldogs would want to get a bit of percentage yeah. to, to see if they can knock off the Blues. So, yeah, talks to me. Yeah. Um, can the Blues beat the Pies? I think they can. I think they will. Yeah, yeah I think um, given that it looks like um, um, Jack's not going to be back before the finals yeah. um, and that they're guaranteed of making the finals, um, I think I think you know they um well i know they're going to make the finals if they that if they finish um fifth which the pies may end up doing um they've still got a home final there they'll still play at the mcg a couple of weeks later it's um i guess it's just a case of um whether um it, I, I think it depends on who comes back for carlton like they keep talking about all these players coming back if they all come back and they all play well carlton's definitely in this game and yeah, um, yeah. you know collingwood's collingwood's luck may just have run out with all those close wins yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, and um, I, I just I think the Blues can get the job done. I think Michael Voss has come out and said yeah. all the right things, you know, this week. Uh, or yeah. post that loss last night uh, so far. Uh, and I don't think the players will be down about it too long. If anything, I think they'll take it as a positive that they were to run Melbourne so close yeah. uh, and essentially should have won the game. And they'll know the areas where they failed in those last two or three minutes to do so. Mm. Um, and, um, you know, I think uh, yeah, that'd be better for it. Absolutely. And to round out the game, the Saints and the Swans. It is in Melbourne, but I still think the Swans will get the job done. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, the Swans will be able to sit back and see all the other results as they unfold and then um, put the foot down to make sure they finish uh, top two. Well, that has been another episode of the Line and Sand podcast. Uh, we're a bit downcast this week, but um, if you have enjoyed this episode, please make sure you tell your friends and family. Please make sure you leave a five-star review on your favourite podcast platform and like our Facebook page at Line and the Sand podcast. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. And uh, don't gamble too much at Lasseter's, uh, <laughs> I'll try my best. <laughs> see ya. See ya. See ya.